Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. I pick a scenario, we drop her down into it, and we see how she does. Hello. I am that mysterious adventurer in all of time and space, and these are my disposables. Just promise you won't get me killed. I said this was a bad idea. A 400-mile ship reversing away from the gravitational pull of a black hole. I'm so sorry, but you're the reason that they're coming. What are they? A fantastic Cyberman. Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. Welcome back. This is episode number 57, and as you just heard, spoilers abound, so we're going to get right into it. This is Discussing Who. Thank you for spending some time with us, and I'm Kyle Jones. Joining with me, joining me as always, Clarence Brown. Hey, Clarence. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Uh, good to be back on for this uh, heart-wrenching episode. Yep. Spoil, uh, spoiler speculations, <laughs> uh, brain explosions, and all yeah. sorts of things. So, uh, speaking of brains exploding, uh, welcome back, Lee Shackelford. Hey, Lee. <laughs> I'm sorry, my brain exploded. Darn it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. You, maybe you need an upgrade. I was going to say, they just popped a, a, a mechanical counterpart on top of my head instead. So There you go. Yeah, so you can't feel the pain. No, exactly. No. Exactly. It's fine. Can I get you some tea, perhaps? So. <laughs> With the good tea or the bad tea? Uh, does, <laughs> does it really matter? <laughs> Well, as you guys who are listening have probably already speculated from listening to us recently, and if this is your first show, uh, welcome. We're glad to have you. And we will be talking all about the 11th episode of the 10th series of Doctor Who, and it is called World Enough and Time. What a weird title. Right. Weird, too. Yeah. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't, but it's kind of appropriate. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into it. I mean, there's, <laughs> I was going to say, shall, shall we come back to that? Or well, 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 I do want to mention one thing. Um, this weekend, Clarence and I were at the Mississippi Comic Con here in Jackson, Mississippi. And Clarence, you want to tell everybody your overall experience? Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit on a later episode, but. I'll just say I really enjoyed myself. Uh, it was nice meeting the Metro Whovians as well as other groups and just kind of getting together with the Grits crew and, uh, you know, doing a little coverage of the con. So it was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, what are your thoughts, Cal? Well, I uh, – yes, you're right. It was fun. There was a lot of people there, but it was not – too crowded and on sunday morning uh angie meadows who if you were listening to last episode have uh, heard angie on with us uh she joined us for an 11 a.m sunday morning panel we had a nice uh turnout so if any of those who are listening to this episode are listening because you were in the panel thank you for attending and also thank you also for listening um but yeah i had i had fun it was uh 
I was tired on Monday morning, to be brutally honest, but uh, I had fun. Um, one thing I do want to – normal con fallout. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Well, and usually uh, a big con, a lot of people come home sick too just from being yeah. in the same room with so many people. So it sounds like you avoided the con crowd at least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. That's what they call it, con crowd. Yep. It, it hadn't hit us yet anyway. Yeah, but exactly. I, yeah, I want to just echo what you said, Cal, about just uh, thanking anyone who is – listening now because they heard of us at the uh, actual uh, panel and and thank you for coming on yeah i agree i mean you know i said at the very end of the panel that i was you know expecting at 11 o'clock on sunday morning uh maybe a room full of three or four and we had about 25 30 and i thought that was a great turnout everyone in the audience was participating back and forth with us and you know totally outstanding and as always angie was fantastic and she was also on the news she didn't know she was on the news but she was on the news and had been interviewed the day before uh, by the local one of the local uh, stations, the ABC station here in Jackson, WAPT. But uh, it, go ahead. It was just as well as supporting a good cause, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, you you were right on my same brainwave here. Uh, she, as part of the Metro Hoovians and what they were doing, they had a uh, kill the Dalek or shoot the Dalek uh, game, and as part of that, uh, it went to the Mississippi Diabetes Association. So I the wanted... Did. The proceeds did. Yes, the, the proceeds. Not the Dalek, <laughs> no. Okay, yeah. But if the Dalek could uh, exterminate... But But if the Dalek could exterminate uh, diabetes, I think that would be something worthy of a Dalek doing. So, well done. Well <laughs> done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what I wanted to do tonight before we got started on a serious note was to anybody listening, if, if you want to know more about uh, if you're in Mississippi and listening or if you're not in Mississippi and listening and you want to know about the Mississippi Diabetes De- uh, Foundation, you can visit HTTP MSDiabetes.org or if you're outside of Mississippi, just visit Diabetes.org. Uh, in the show notes, both of those will be linked in the show notes. So, you know, if this is something you're looking for, is looking for a good cause to donate to, um, you know, I'm sure Angie would appreciate it. And, of course, the three of us would appreciate it. So check that out if you would like. And, um, you know, it is for a good cause. So, yes. guys, are we ready? <sighs> Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. All right. So let's start. At we the, were not ready for this. Let's start at the very beginning. Uh, very good place to start. Very good. And, <laughs> you know, the very beginning may be the very end and wibbly wobbly. But, um, oh, yeah. Uh, Lee, kind of set the stage of what we saw at the beginning. Yeah, I, I've been thinking so much about what goes on on the uh, the colony ship that I forgot that we have a pre-credits moment of uh, uh, an icy uh you know we could be anywhere this could be hoth i suppose should, should we say cold open a cold open i like think it'd be a, a very very good name for that <laughs> or should i say one that intensely. might be worthy of a lead-in to maybe ho 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 merry christmas perhaps hmm. maybe yeah possibly i don't know but in any case, it was an extremely cold open with the, with the ice <laughs> and snow and uh, and the doctor outside the TARDIS, uh, yes. brimming with uh, what we've come to uh, recognize as the traces of Artron energy, 
bursting through his skin. And he's saying, no, 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 no. So um, we don't know what that... uh, What that means. Yes. And, Um, you know, I have to... um, and, and Lee, I'm actually doing something that I've heard you say that you've done quite often is mm. uh, listen or, you know, wa- watch with it in the background, you know, oh, on yeah. silent. And, and I'm doing that right now. And I'm noticing t- two things off the bat. Number one, uh, the doctor looks like some time has passed since the current uh, episode that we're watching because his hair, That's whether true. this is a wig or not, yeah. is, is longer. Yeah, yeah, that that do does also catch the eye. He's got a lot more hair in this pre-title sequence. Yeah, do you think that's because uh, just the actual time in our real time that has passed, or uh, are we to presume had a lot of time in the Who universe has passed uh, from between this and the last and the rest of the episode? Hmm. Well, if you're trying to maintain the continuity, I mean, actors are, are usually instructed and carefully groomed to keep their hair looking the same, which is actually pretty tricky. It's one of the, you know, one of the, the complex jobs of a a crew on a TV show like that. So it wouldn't be happening just because, you know, they, they filmed that later, you know. They, yeah, very intentional. They, yeah, I think yeah, it's intentional, too. And the best example that I could prove on that is let's go back to the episode The Time of the Doctor. Uh, Matt Smith was filming the Terminator movie at the time, and he was bald. And mm. so the, uh, you know, we see an, uh, a scene in there where they show him bald. But, yeah. but for the rest of the episode, that very doctorish uh, Matt Smith looking 11th doctor haircut was actually a wig. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for the same reason, uh, one of uh, the most recent, one of, one of the very last appearances on screen of Amy Pond, Karen Gillan was wearing a wig. Which was that exact same episode. Uh-huh. There you go. Was that because of Guardians? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because of Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So she was Nebula at that time and was bald at the time. So. Um, blue, though. Yeah, I yeah. like the blue. She was all smurfy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that I noticed, other than the, uh, you know, long hair, was the fact that his clothes was, are a little bit tattered, and he looks pissed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, in, that... In the American sense. Yes, yes. Stone <laughs> cold, like, I am mad the mm-hmm. the angry eyebrows was not there anymore. It was the angry face that I'm looking at right now. Even from the look of the mouth of like I could, eh, you know, mad. Yeah, yeah. And then like like Lee said, he let out a uh, episode three Dark Vader. No, uh, a little more <laughs> graceful than invaders, but yeah, he's pissed. Yeah. 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 Are these regenerations moments are usually met with some sadness? I guess it's. You know, the the only one I can think of that jumps to my mind about fighting it is the second doctor. <laughs> but um, but now I will yeah. say this uh, before we do not see now his hands are glowing. His face is glowing as we see the no. But yeah. we do never we but we do not see the actual regeneration. Be, I mean, yes, the energies are there, etc. But we don't see the ex- Explosion of energy that we've become accustomed to. Yeah. Any theories on where he might be? Hmm. Besides Hoth? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Scotland. Um, 
<laughs> South Pole. Right. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of places that we've we've been in Doctor Who before. South Pole. Um, South Pole. Um, yeah. Um, South Pole. I do sort of associate the the Cybermen with with ice, and I'm trying to think why. South Pole. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. South Pole. <laughs> And and there's a specific reason explain? that I've gotten uh, uh yeah explain um <laughs> the the reason I've gotten stuck on that and I had actually uh forgot that until I watched a clip that I actually shared with you Clarence of uh the 10th planet which took place on the south pole I didn't know that and yeah I, yeah. I think I did and had forgotten yeah well I had forgotten I, too until I saw that yeah okay Wow, so that's where they were. And if the rumor for Christmas holds true, then mm-hmm. that would make perfect sense for him to be on the South Pole for uh, him to come uh, face-to-face with himself. Well, that's right. If, if, we have, uh, if we are witnessing the genesis of the Cybermen, then that puts us in the right place of the timeline. Right, exactly. Yeah. And cool. it goes into explaining that where was Hartnell for, uh, you know, or where was the t- first doctor in those t- one or two episodes when the doctor, quote unquote, wasn't feeling well and was mm-hmm. off screen for those two right. episodes. <laughs> then that ex- then, you know, yeah. fills in the gap. Interesting. Now, have you guys read the TARDIS wiki entry for Genesis of the Cybermen? No. Tell us about it. So apparently it was a story that was written, uh, but was never actually scripted. Uh, I mean, actually produced. Um, it was for the fifth doctor. Uh-huh. And and it kind of tells the story of how this planet like Earth got so far away from Earth. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting. So I suggest going to that wiki entry and reading it when you get some time. Yeah. That's funny. I read their, their article today about World Enough in Time, but... Uh didn't think to look for Genesis of the Cybermen. Kind of fun. Well, we've never had, you know, I mean, other than what you're referring to, Clarence, which I didn't know about, but, you know, we've had the famous Genesis of the Dalek story where we meet Davros, but we've never had this particular story of how the Cybermen came to be. Mm-hmm. And so what do we think? What do we think? All right, well, let me ask this before we move on to the actual meat and bones of the actual story. Do we think that we will see the regeneration of the Doctor next week, or do we think it's still going to be Christmas? Even though he's in the Christmas episode, you know, wibbly-wobbly, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, do we think we're going to see regeneration this Saturday? No, I think it's going to end on a hella cliffhanger. We're going to have to wait until Christmas to find out what the end of this regeneration cycle takes them to. Clarence, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's very much television for you. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see why they would give us that nugget this soon. Uh, but, but yeah, I think they're going to make us wait until the Christmas episode. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. And you know, I, I, I told you um, because it, uh, Lee, you just got to know this was so, so. Um, so 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 hard trying to uh not talk about this episode when you pretty much were around each other for about <laughs> you know seven or but six or seven oh, hours yeah. Yeah. on Sunday you know nonstop and trying not to to we even though we did talk about it just a little we we, yeah. we pretty much stayed away but that was so hard trying not oh, to 
discuss oh, you didn't this. Wear it, you didn't want to wear it out before you got on the on the air. Right, so exactly. Wore, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I admire I admire your restraint. I, well, well, Clarence was a little bit more restrained than I was, so I, I got to give him his due. I, I uh, was like, you know, almost couldn't contain myself. Well, I think what was even worse when we got on the panel, uh, the first thing we did was ask the question, who has seen the episode? And maybe one person saw right. it. Yeah. So, it so was I was like, well, there goes half of what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It happens. But Absolutely. we did have a good yeah. panel. So yeah. there you go. Um so, Clarence, tell uh, – you've piqued my curiosity. Tell uh, – just, you know, synopsis. What was the thing you read today? Can you tell just a little bit about it? Yeah. So, again, this was an unproduced story written by da, 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 editor D- Jerry Davis. Uh, so uh, the, the fifth doctor in his companion uh, – I guess this companion's name was Felicity – Arrive on Mondos, a twin planet of Earth, orbiting on the opposite side of the sun through a series of events in a span of 50 years. A kind of, um, yeah, a, a person on Mondos, Mondos uses the doctor's equipment, and I think it's the king, to turn uh, his subjects into Cybermen. Uh, the king's plans are foiled, and the fle- fleeing spaceships. Uh, actually cause a massive concussion, which knocks the planet off its axis into deep space. So um, that's kind of the synopsis I have for it. But but again, uh, if you search for it on the uh, TARDIS wiki, I would, it's, it's, it's there. So it's definitely worth reading. Hmm. Yeah, there's a separate article about the creation of the Cybermen that sort of follows the different continuities as we have seen them on screen. And then this one that Clarence is talking about is called Genesis of the Cybermen. So that's uh, and so I'm yeah, wondering double if, your pleasure. And I'm wondering if what Clarence just read about was intended for the comics or if it was intended for like, you know, one of the, audio, I mean, not the audio, but or maybe the audio, maybe Big Finish, or it could have been intended for, you know, just a novelization because I've never heard of Felicity. Yeah, well, it, there's a yeah. footnote that says the, the Big Finish produced something similar uh, called Spare Parts. Got you. Uh, yeah. Got you, got you, got you. So we see at the beginning, switching on into the actual story, we see that uh, the TARDIS lands on this, uh, you know, I guess spaceship, that it's received a distress call, and Missy is on a test run, and she's with Thing One and the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do we think of Missy introducing herself as Doctor Who? <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. I, I I thought that was really amusing. Uh, we're we're far enough along into the uh, the fictional world, this universe, that we can we can now make we can now be playful about the fact that half the people in the world call him Doctor Who anyway. And that for a lot of the show's run, he's actually credited that way in the, in yeah. the end titles. <laughs> so he must be Doctor Who. Right. But, and, and when she walks on out and, and then says, you know, well, uh, you know, she says, we're not, uh, we're, you know, we're not assistants. And he, she says, well, what do you, what does he call you? <laughs> Companions, pets, snacks. Snacks. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was also funny when uh, she said, um, 
She said, that's the name of the doctor. And then she said, that's his real name. Look at the screens. And then immediately went on into talking about the axis of something being off. But I thought that was a good play on words to kind of yes. the audience. <laughs> Look at the screens. It's Doctor yeah. Who. You know, it's so. always said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right up front. Really and, and, and I'm sure you know that there was a, an episode of the uh, the first Doctor where uh, the uh, what's it called? The war machine. Yes. The machine Wotan says, bring me Doctor Who. <laughs> and it actually writes out Doctor Who. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's I think is the it's amazing really that that hasn't come have, hasn't happened more often in the run of the series where they've actually referred to him on <laughs> you know in universe as Doctor Who. But, well, yeah. you know, usually it's been um, you know I think Jackie Tyler has said Doctor Who. You know, and we know well, Clara has done that. So yeah. um, but that's why it's funny when Bill said Doctor, Doctor what? what exactly. Yeah. It is a joke. Yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, it's, do we don't know his real name, do we? I know we had the big series with Matt Smith where that was kind of the name of the episode, and I don't think we ever found out what his real name was. Did no, we? no, 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 no. Mm. We we established that River knows it. Yeah, we do know that River knows it, and you know, I saw this episode as a Moffat is about to leave. B when Moffat teased that we were going to release the middle, I mean, the, well, the, his name, and you'll see where I'm going with middle in just a minute. Uh, there was, and if I remember correctly, in England uh, or in the UK, there were people actually kind of protesting in the streets whenever it first uh, got announced that they were going to reveal the doctor's name because the title <laughs> of the that, episode yeah. was The Name of the Doctor. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm, I saw this as kind of like woman. this is a middle finger <laughs> saying ha ha I'm saying his name as a joke yes hmm. right. so um, you know we were talking about Missy uh, coming out and kind of leading the charge on this mission you know I so wish I didn't see the preview of, uh, from uh, at the end of the last episode because it would have been so much more of a shock slash so surprise to actually tune into this episode and see her walk out and taking charge rather than knowing it, knowing it a week in advance. You know, for that matter, I wish we'd have never even found out that the master was returning. That that's the big thing to me because it really completely sucked the air out of the last uh, two minutes of the episode to me that it, it, it was built had that been in a vacuum, I think the dramatic build of it would have been marvelous. But, you know, as soon as um, uh, Razor said, uh, you said, you know, you'd never do something so self-destructive right. when she when she threatened to dis- disembowel him. I said, no, OK, that's the master. All right. <laughs> okay, doodly 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 doo. But you know, Lee, I think it was you and then one he pulled time. His mask off. Yes, we know. <laughs> but you know, Lee, I think it was you at one time that made the reference of, you know, back in the day when you were watching Doctor Who, especially I think it was when uh the cave the caves of yeah, Andrazani yeah. when uh you don't know you you know, you never know when the doctor might regenerate because you don't have the internet and you don't have even if they were, there were fanzines and whatever even if there were newspapers in britain we didn't have access to that over here so you didn't know when the regeneration so it was a shock um you know the, the fact that they were able to pull off uh paul mcgann coming back yes you know right. 
I mean, Clarence, I'm you so remember showing that to me and being so like, <laughs> oh, oh, that's the eighth, you know, and being totally yeah. taken aback by it. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do we think about this 400-mile-long, 100-mile-wide ship? Do we know where it's coming from, where it's going? We just, I think all we know is it's kind of stuck in its uh, halfway in this black hole. Yeah, we learn at the very end that it has come from Mondas, but uh, did they do this on purpose? Is it parked around a, a black hole uh, so that this time paradox thing will, will happen? Or... <laughs> Uh, is this some kind of a, a, a hideous mistake that's happened? I mean, hmm. I, I guess it has to be, doesn't it? Because the, the, the lower level uh, cities are in complete collapse. So that surely that wasn't their plan. Yeah, which which yeah. we kind of eventually have to talk about what I consider a huge plot hole. I guess they may explain it in the next episode. I'm sure they will. <laughs> but um I'll, I'll wait a little late till I get into it. <laughs> no, go ahead. If you're, if you're, I mean, if it's on your mind, go for it. But, but just the fact that they're, uh, they're at this, the bottom of the ship. Uh, time is passing. Unless it's pre-designed to be this way, like Lee just said. Why would they not just go to the top of the ship? It it completely makes no sense at all. Um, Stamped by the fact that the henchmen can be sent up to go get a human when they if they arrive on the ship. So I, mm-hmm. I really just didn't get that part. Um, though it played well for the story, it just mm-hmm. really didn't make much sense to me. Which, again, they, they might explain it in the next episode. So Or not. <laughs> and my, guess, and my guess is not. Because, yeah. I, but so far, I think, I think I'm right about this. Every time that we've said, they'll probably explain that next episode, they have not. So... <laughs> It's just it's it does not trouble uh, Stephen Moffat uh, at this time. <laughs> the massive inconsistency of that, yeah, because uh, it does it sort of does work on story. It works on emotional story level, but if you think about it too much, think well, wait a minute, why don't they just go? <laughs> why doesn't everybody yeah. move to the top? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, you you were talking about you know where it's coming from and um, where um, it. Um, you know, we know they're from Mondas, and why are they on the ships? You know, there there is a um, website, and I will link to it in, um, you know, our show notes and in the show itself. And the reason I got distracted, because I'm actually looking at it, there is a um, map that this person has created. And it looks, just from the stories that I'm familiar with, it looks, you know, very, very authentic as in its representation of where the Cybermen come from. But it goes and shows how they splintered off and how they kind of explain some of the different looks of the, um, you know, classic Cybermen looks. So I will post that in the, um, you know, in the show notes. But from my understanding and Lee, you know, help me out here. Uh, something, you know, we know that um, Mondas was originally the sister planet of the Earth, and it was, you know, like an upside down version of the Earth, and it got mm-hmm. spun off and moving away from our solar system, and they were on their way back in '66 when the first Doctor encountered them, but. In that time that they're away, didn't something happen to the planet to where it was becoming uninhabitable? Hence, the the people evolved to the Cybermen and started trying to 
take over other worlds to make a home yeah. again? That's the way I'm remembering it, is that hmm. they were our our twin planet on the other side of the sun, which is why we never saw them, and that for some reason they they uh, were leaving our solar system. So yeah, they don't have the ad- <laughs> they don't have access to the sun, hmm. which is you know would be very bad. Right, and and so, Clarence, um, that kind of explains why that clip you you saw where Polly is saying, "Well, you're nothing like us," and that kind of uh, you know explains uh, yeah. you know car as a commentary on that. Right, yeah, because otherwise, why would you think that they'd be like us? Yeah, because correct, it was a yeah. twin Earth. Yeah, and and on on the ship again, I could have sworn I heard the blue guy say that they were li- leaving the shipyard to pick up the cargo. And I could be wrong on that. No, no, that's right. No, he said that there's that there's uh, that the uh, the colonists haven't arrived yet. Hmm. Hmm. You're right. Yeah, which which sort of reminded me of Smile. Interestingly, sort of bookending that idea. Hmm. We we've built a colony, and then the colonists will arrive later. So. Hmm. Interesting. So, um, you know, this is the second blue person we've seen this <laughs> uh, this uh, year, which I thought that was just kind of interesting. That they yeah. another re- repeating theme that's just kind of repeated, quote unquote, in there. Now. Did anybody think when they were on what I will call the bridge, and you'll know why I say that, that it felt a little Star Trekky there for a moment? Oh, very much, yeah. They're sort of chairs facing more or less the same way and control console, big screen. Yeah. Yes. So um, I love I loved Nordahl's uh, glee at the just noticing that the guy is just seeing, oh, he's blue. You know? Right. <laughs> it, was, it was nice that we finally got a positive response to somebody being blue there. And very quickly under his breath, he, he thinks he might go back to being blue. Yeah. Yes. And um, it's a reminder because we, the, the, the number of times that Nardal says something about the fact that this is not the body that he was born with, we guess. Yeah. Um, they, they've sort of been, been building up, I think. Um, I didn't catch this until uh, one of you pointed it out to me that the very first thing we see of him in this series this year is, is of a part falling off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was a, a, a what you know, like a, a not a screw, but yeah, a screw, wasn't it? Yeah, a little, a little metal of yeah, screw, like a machine bolt comes off. Yeah, right. And I, I didn't. I when I saw that, I thought it was something that he had dropped into, out of his pocket or something that we would see later. But hmm. no, that we, I think the implication is clear that it kind of came out of him. And um, talks about his this not being his original head and so on. And um, you know, I, I don't know if we're ever going to get a definitive answer to this, but it's starting to look more and more like the doctor built him out of a kit. And and the doctor very glibly makes the remark about the fact he's got a pair of eyes back there, you know, when, when he's blinded. And he says, you know, I, I, it's probably, you know, time I replace my eyes anyway. Um, and we can talk about class now, right? <laughs> you know, sure. Go we, for it. By this time, we saw that the, I mean, in that, in that series, we saw that somebody lost a leg, and so the doctor just made him another one. Yeah, wrong. So, um, I'm wondering if I don't want to get my hopes up too much here, but Bill having a big uh, honking hole in her is not irreparable from the doctor's point of view in the way we've established this doctor this year. Yeah, that's true. If he built Nardal. And he put Rom's le- gave Rom another leg. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. 
but that seems too much to hope for. Yeah, but but is it in the same sense? None of them were well. Yes, all well. I'm I'm kind of backing myself into a corner here because literally all Nordal was at the end was ahead. So, but but we also yeah. assumed that Nordal was human. So mm-hmm. in that assumption, the fact that his head came off could could have just been the fact that he can change, you know, spare body parts if he's mechanic, a mechanical. Um, and, yeah. and, and also can be like a, a passing the time thing. We don't know how much time really has passed uh, between uh, when he's uh, traveling prior to, to hooking up with the doctor uh, and when we first see him. So, I mean, it could be a, a, a huge amount of time. True. But again, mm-hmm. if he was if he was blue and all this other amazing things, apparently that he's done that we know nothing about, because mm-hmm. it seems like everything that happened, he has a, a comment about he's either done it or experienced it. So I, I don't know. <laughs> well, see, here's something we need to remember or something that I have to remind myself of. When we first saw him on the return of Dr. Mysterio, I assumed that after the doctor left the planet, he reassembled Nordal. But who's to say in the first year that he was there, he didn't uh, reassemble Nordal with River and he was there with them the whole 27 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, that's possible. Yeah. yeah I, otherwise, there's 24 years of linear time that Nordal was out there with whatever body you have <laughs> left at that moment. So I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I, I, for story purposes, I mean, just as a, as a, you know, for, as a screenwriter and fan, I don't want the doctor to then fix Bill being a Cyberman. Yeah. Uh, I, I never, honestly, I never really bought in the Star Trek fictional universe that uh, you could take Locutus and sort of make him back into Captain Picard. Yeah, it seems yeah. like once you're a little cutest, you're kind of. I mean, those those parts weren't just stuck onto him. They, you know. <laughs> so, I'm sure that what has been done to in her conversion now is a lot more invasive than just having the the radiator on her chest or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So the air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, the air conditioner. <laughs> yeah. and, so, how so, many times have we seen having that companion there in peril? And we're, we, you know, it's, uh, we're just conditioned to say, oh, you know, he's going to pull him out at the, you know, the last minute and, or the person's going to drop yeah. his gun or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not only that, but the, what makes it that much more uh, painful, heart wrenching is, you know, we kind of get saying heart wrenching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're being a little there. heartless. Lee. <laughs> yeah. Literally, <laughs> you're being a little heartless. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, that's even worse. It, it, it was poking him in the chest when he hugged him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you think about this, the format of this episode, uh, when we see Missy step out of the TARDIS and we get this kind of eventually get this kind of back and forth when when Bill gets shot of sort of like we got an extremist of this kind of uh, going back and forth from um, present day into um, this time when the doctor and um, and Bill and Nordal kind of was having these conversations about, you know, she didn't even want to go on his mission. And the doctor, 
you know, said this is my friend and and she uh you know, what it what in order to say, you got the feels or the emotions or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> And he convinces her that this is a good thing. You're doing it for the right reason. And, you know, she she adamantly makes the statement, you know, don't let her don't let her get me killed. You know, so after seeing that and then jumping back, you know, it makes it even more not heart wrenching, painful (laughs) to see to see what actually happens to her. So. Hmm. All right, y'all keep talking because I have a th- I, I I've just noticed. Oops, uh, sorry, didn't mean to do that. If y'all heard that, um, <laughs> keep talking because I I just saw something that uh, caught my eye, and I want, I am checking to see if I'm right about something. Okay, because you're still uh, watching the, the no, I'm watching actually <laughs> um, the pilot for a second. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, so what do we think about the the doctor kind of convincing uh, Bill to go on this mission? Uh, do you think that was a wise? I mean, obviously, it wasn't a wise decision, but <laughs> but, but it, it relates to the conversation from last week about letting her go off on her own. Um, That's true. That's true. I mean, like he's, go ahead. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> he's, I, he's even seemingly more concerned about well. She's more concerned now than she was uh, than running off in the forest by herself. Uh, mm. You know. <laughs> well, and in Pyramid, too. She, I mean, she deliberately sacrificed herself to save the doctor. Yeah. yeah. So she, she's already looked, you know, death in the eye. Many uh, times. Yeah. Sorry. Well, true, yeah. And speaking of looking death in the eye. <laughs> okay. So here's what caught my attention. We have made a lot of... Uh, you know, we we commented on on this when we were at Hulanta, especially Lee, when you were um, looking for those um, sew-on badges. You know, what do they call them uh, to put on jackets and stuff? An embroidered patch. Yes, yeah, I said yes. I, wa- I wanted a wow. Yeah. Okay, so we have a wow. paid a lot of attention to the wow patch on her jacket, and I had it on pause while I was looking or while we were talking of right when she was shot. And I noticed right by the wow, there is a a skull with a pink like bow on its head. And I was like, Hmm, I, you know, it's over there like almost uh, to her arm. And I was like, I've never really noticed that before. So that's why I was going back and looking at the pilot. So my point is if, if this is the end of Bill, it's almost like it's been staring you in your face the whole time that she's got death. She's wearing a skull right by, you know, close to her heart. And it's almost like, ha, 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 we've been telling you the whole time how she's going to die. I thought that was kind of interesting. And not an accident. We know right. it's beautiful. So, guys, when we saw these men come up the elevator shaft, um, men, whatever, uh, humanoid beings <laughs> uh, with socks on their head, uh, <laughs> did, did you guys immediately think Cybermen? I did just because of the, the covering over their head. Yes, me too. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I've always thought that that's one of the things why I always thought the Mondas Cybermen from, you know, from the very beginning why I was thought they were the creepiest because that looks like a bandage. That looks like they are, you know, severe burn victims. 
Yeah. And I, I always found that a lot more upsetting to think about than, you know, the, 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 the all metal cocoon of the, uh, the Pete's world Cybermen. <laughs> yes. Um, agreed. Um, which, which the, did you guys, well, I guess we can talk about it later, but the next yeah. one trailer, yeah. I was like, did something we're, happen? <laughs> right. Yeah. We're, we're suddenly skipping ahead, you know, uh, uh thousands of years of uh, the evolution of the Cybermen. So, hmm. um, Oh, I see it's, it. We're, the book ends here. It's the Genesis of the Cybermen and the revelation of the Cybermen. So that's going to be, cool. <laughs> yeah. mm, got you. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at, you know, these patients as I'm, as I guess we could call them, uh, especially, you know, as Bill is being taken away. What did we think of, when they're hitting that button, pain, 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 pain. What did we think of that? Well, I, that's something that, that I, I thought was one of the most, um, um, <laughs> what's, the, what's the phrase I want? Um, deliciously brilliant um, pieces of script writing here, just because I, I wonder if, if you guys heard, read this the same way I did, because th- it's just a good bit of horror writing is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Is that when Matron came in and she turned the dial and the guy stopped complaining, I thought it meant that we were turning up some kind of pain medicine. <laughs> and then when Bill did it, it's clear it's just a volume control. She yeah. just shut the guy up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, he's still in that same pain. He just can't say anything about it. <sighs> yeah. Well, and Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I have to say I love um, how we we got these justifications for some of these different parts. Um, I guess the excuse was the air down there was not good enough to sustain life because the engines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but, yeah, um, mentioning that pain you just mentioned, um, well, bringing back up that pain you just mentioned uh, we, later, we get the the. Um, we get the helmet piece that's introduced that is supposed to suppress the pain. So, right. uh, yeah, I kind of stop the pain. We could just make you not care. Yeah. Why should we care? (laughs) Right. And just little nods to how they eventually showed the Cyberman suit coming together. Um, the the when uh, the guy I guess his name is Razor I didn't know that from the show but I heard you say it a minute ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't not know that until seeing Tardis Wiki and I, yeah. I'm sure that's true it's it's not in the closing credits no but uh, but 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 it it is if you put on closed captioning they they do oh, refer to him as Mr okay. Razor yeah um, yeah same way I learned that the blue guy is George J O R J I love that yeah so yeah but the part when Razor is 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 knocking the um, I guess one of the patients on the head to say I like the new the new helmet or new hat or whatever. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. So just little nods like that, uh, I thought really, you know, um, no matter what you think of the justification for staying down there, uh, <laughs> I thought those nods were cool to show kind of the formation um, or the genesis of the, the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, and do you go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I thought that, that part of what was so brilliant about that was that we – I think one of the reasons why we haven't seen the Mondas Cybermen before is because they, they did, were kind of stupid looking. You know, it, it was one of those things that sort of shows the the speed with which the show was being put together in the early 60s and sometimes you know how, 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 uh, how on the cheap they were. Yeah. Uh, it's an embarrassing design. 
Well, and then we saw Bill walk out wearing exactly that costume that I have snickered at before, and it wasn't it funny. It awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's all about context and framework. It's yeah. just we, we saw it come together piece by piece, and it's like, oh, my. You know? Yeah, and Arnold, Arnold was upset. He was like, no, I think I think whoever that is could take us. I think <laughs> I think we're in trouble, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, um, um, I'm trying to think, okay, what was I fixing to say? Because uh, we were talking, it was something about the Cyberman. Oh, you were mentioning pain before. The, the pain okay. and the care. Uh, Lady, because I've, I've shown this to Clarence, do you know why I even made the comment about uh, it, them caring? No. Um. There, there is a scene from uh, the 10th planet where uh, Polly says, uh, well, how can you do that? Don't you something like, how can you do that? Don't you care? And the Cyberman responds saying, we care, care. Why should we care? Uh. Uh, we do not care. Uh, what? And, you know, it's like whenever I heard that, watching that last night, I was like, wow, that's direct. You know, it's, it's like they even played back to that particular yeah you know yeah. pace it's a very uh sounds like a very deliberate bookend the the word care always gives me a smile when uh, peter capaldi's uh, around because i always love the joke from early in uh, his time with clara um when uh, they're introducing themselves and uh, she introduces herself as his being his carer yes which is, you know we, we we don't use that phrase over here but i understand that you get that she's basically saying he's his nurse she's his nurse <laughs> and he instantly says yes that's right she's my carer she cares so i don't have to exactly <laughs> yeah and, and speaking of that scene uh cal maybe we can drop it in the show notes but yes, uh, i'm i'm what surprises me most in that scene is it seems the only person in that room that's really scared is the doctor <laughs> Uh, of, of course, we see the first guy kind of get obl- obliterated, and then Polly is just all, um, you know, indignant and all up in the Cyberman's face, and he has like hold her back. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're mighty brave. That's uh, Polly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, and your other comment was, well, you know, th- th- something to the effect of this was much more watchable than I thought. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I r- rather enjoyed that that short clip, especially in context. You know, I, I mentioned it on the panel, but I'll just say it again here for the rest of our listeners. It, I always, I am, I really wish I had the context that you guys have around some of these uh, nods, tidbits that we get to uh, the earlier episodes or the classic episodes. I mean, this is a perfect case here, but as well as the uh, Alpha Centauri, you know, how that actually goes into that classic episode which you know it it meant nothing nothing really to me other than than the stuff you guys told me but but having that context and knowing um how that works and i even want to go back and watch these in order yeah (laughs) yeah and that's just really cool it's really cool well imagine what it's like for someone and i'll use our friend dave cooper as an example who Mm. actually what you know where lee and i can go back and you know, watch it, you know, years ago or whatever and get the context that you're talking about. But imagine Dave's perspective of seeing it first aired, you know, and and still watching it today and hearing these tidbits. Yeah, he remembers that earthly child. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And and many others along the way, of course. But, yeah. Yeah. Something. So, um, 
did we what did we think and i mean don't you know not necessarily about mr razor from the from the end but what did we think of him when we first saw him any thoughts <laughs> well uh, i think all of us babylon 5 fans said hey it, it's Zathras. See, I was thinking actually, is that guy looks is is he on Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> because there was something familiar about him and it was you know, but 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 I couldn't quite get it and that was like, okay, you you kind of look like a Game of Thrones person. I, I I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan. I've seen, you know, most of the movies, but I, I've not like rewatched them rewatched, so I wouldn't really recognize yeah. You know, somebody so I was like, oh, well, you must have been on uh, Game of Thrones or something. No, you're remembering a continuing character from Babylon 5 who looked like that and spoke like that. Ah, okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, and, okay. <laughs> and who had, a, who had a big revelation who turned out to be a lot more important than everybody thought he was. Ah. So, <laughs> yeah, it was another one of those, you know, pull off the mask. Oh, it's you. So, yeah, I'm like, um, that's interesting. This looks like a deliberate shout-out to Babylon 5. <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? Anyway. Do we know um, if that was actually the actor that was revealed at the end playing him the entire time? Nobody is credited besides John Sim. Yeah. Mm. And, you go okay, back and, well, he, and you go back and watch it now, and it's obvious. Because I'm watching yeah. him right now, and it's obvious well, that it's him. Yeah. Yeah, well, in any case, he he did a wonderful job. Wonderful it's job. It's just terrific. Yeah. The, the the writing of the simple white lies and jokes <laughs> that he had was so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And I thought and, it was another cool thing about when they had the pictures of them on the TV. Mm-hmm. And it looks like old school Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The whole Superman gravity was great. Yeah, we got to see this unfold in slow motion on one end, and and you know, kind of faster real time on the other. So I, I really loved that science fiction aspect of the black hole and how it actually went back and forth. I thought that was wonderful. Um, how Bill was uh, looking at the expressions on the doctor's face to try to figure out what was going on. Uh, yeah, he's been raising that eyebrow for a week now. Clarence, yeah, really- you made a very good observation uh, that you said uh, on Sunday regarding uh, not understanding our Bill's not understanding the relationship at first that um, the doctor was developing with Missy. And you paralleled something. You want to, you remember that and want to kind of elaborate? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, um, again, like when we flash to the, uh, a little bit back when the doctor is trying to sell Bill and Nordo on the notion of uh, helping Missy or giving her a chance, you know, Bill, you know, says she just, she doesn't like her. She doesn't trust her and she cannot understand why the doctor wants to help her. But yet, in this situation, um, post uh, machine heart bill <laughs> befriends this character named Razor, and lo and behold, she's actually getting to befriend that same master uh, that the doctor beloves. So um, it's a good, it's a nice parallel for her to actually get that same friendship to a certain extent, even though she's ultimately betrayed in the end. <laughs> 
<laughs> but she does experience that same friendship uh, uh, from from a different, you know, obviously uh, he's in disguise and it's it's there's a lot, large falsehood with that friendship. But she does befriend him. You know, that's that's who she depends on down there and is actually working for him. So, yeah, I, I thought that was a cool little thing. Yeah, I take it one step further, you know, I mean, not, uh, I, you know, no way romantic or anything, but I mean, it, it, it looks like she actually, you know, lived in the same house or apartment kind of unit thing that they, that he was in. Yeah. Well, he did say, uh, he sees her as, uh, his mom or his, his aunt. aunt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I thought it was funny. All right, so let's let's uh, get on up to the inevitable ending, which is you know we see Bill become a Cyberman. I mean, we pretty much kind of get the feeling when she gets shot that she's going to be you know the Cyberman. I don't think that was or be converted. Did uh, did it, was anyone surprised by that? Um. I didn't really uh, know for sure until the guy, the doctor they had on on the table said, um, you know, we don't have to do a full conversion, but it'll have to come later or something to that extent. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you pretty much knew that uh, our days were numbered. Yep, I agree. Lee, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I feared it. And I thought, uh, you know, let's just looking at the, 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 the time frame at which the doctor is approaching her. I don't see how he's going to make it in time. So, yeah. <laughs> It seemed inevitable at that point. So um, speaking of inevitability, mm. when uh, did you guys get the thought, ah, that's the master? When uh, Missy threatened to uh, disembowel him and he said, you'd never do anything so self-destructive. Hmm. Clarence, what about yeah, you? I, I, yeah, I didn't realize to the very end as well. I had I had no clue. Uh, well played. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do we think that Missy has known all along, or was it a case <laughs> of discovering it when she saw herself? I, I like the way that was played. Um, it was a conversation just between the two of them, so there's really no reason for her to to dissemble. Yeah. She doesn't have to put on a false face, and she looked uh, astonished, right? <laughs> that that's that. Yeah, he uh, unmasked as her past life. Yeah. If for no other reason than because she knows how the Blunovich limitation effect works. They're, she's not supposed to be able to cross lines with her own self. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so, again, though, does – so I, I'm asking this kind of as a very specific purpose because – all right, so my, my – my, so, so let me go back to that question again. Do we think she's known all along what – the master has done because 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 what I think what I'm getting from you Lee is she was shocked right yeah but of course this is always the problem and you know the 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 day of the doctor had to deal with this you know in multiple different dimensions since this is her past life why don't she just remember it correct so yeah when we see her though <laughs> standing by Bill and then the master joins on the other side her demeanor has changed and she's back as what I call t- traditional Missy. Would would you, would you guys uh, agree? I guess. It, I, yeah, I mean, I was just gonna say you got to think. Uh, if it, think of anything that you truly believe, if if your past self came to you and told you that to be false, you would be inclined to <laughs> uh, 
believe what he says or or, or uh, what she says. You'd have to you'd have to give that a, a large amount of consideration, and mm-hmm. especially when you're trying to right a wrong. Uh, say I'm a drug addict, I'm addict, and I'm getting off drugs, and my past self, you know, I can see all those good times he had. <laughs> yeah, shows and, up and says, "Don't bother." It's yeah. <laughs> it was better before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I. I think she was truly on the path to reform. But uh, like you said, if indeed she did know this was the outcome, we we can just hand down, say she is truly the master because well played. <laughs> true, 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 true. So let's let's jump in to a little thoughts on what might happen, because from the looks of those trailers, I'm going to assume that whatever you know, machinations or, you know, plots or, you know, whatever. I think they lose a little control of what they're doing. Does does anybody else get that same feeling? <laughs> the trailer was certainly a, a picture of all out war. That's really yeah. about all we could see. Um, and we're not really showing what's happening to Bill during all of this. And I, th- I appreciated that. Yeah. So there's a big mystery for us for next week. All right. And not only are we not shown what's happening to Bill, but Nordal is missing as well. Nowhere to be found. Yeah. No, nowhere to be found. I didn't notice that. Okay. Well, he, he did. I see a different trailer. <laughs> oh, you may have. You may have. Because I seems like are, I saw one where he's sitting down and he's shooting a gun. Ah. There are there are two of them out there because there was one with uh, the master and Missy side by side pointing their uh, various devices. Yeah, uh, he's got the laser screwdriver again. Yeah, and but, but then in the end time, the the next time trailer um, doesn't have that shot. So, so I have I, this. Yeah, I mean, well, the the trailer I saw, and it's probably a later one. Um, she, they, it did look like those three were working together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen to cause them to kind of team up, but it looks like that might be happening from from. And that's strictly on the trailer. That's nothing I read. So. And, and Clarence, I think you're right. And uh, based on what uh, I've seen a still of what you just described. And I think you're right about the umbrella being sonic. Ah, the, the uh, end, okay. Uh, yeah, the, the, the tip uh, definitely lights up. We've yeah, okay. So, so there yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah, I threw that out the panel. I, didn't, I was hoping I wasn't crazy. No, I think you're <laughs> nope, right. Nope, nope. You're right on it. And and there is a, an audio clip. I think it was in the trailer uh, that I heard where she, the miss. I'm assuming he's talking to Missy, but the master says something to the effect, "I would never work uh, with the doctor." Yeah. And so I'm assuming that he's talking to Missy. So let me ask you um, about you know speaking of Missy, Michelle Gomez has said that she's leaving. And we know that she's not supposed to be back for the Christmas episode. So that means next uh, episode is her last episode. How do we think that she's going to uh, make her exit? Or do we even see that? Hmm. Well, I said last week that I thought she, that the master's going to kill her. But now I think she's going to sacrifice herself to save the doctor. Ah. Because hmm. that's what I—that's what I'd do if I were writing this. Okay, that sounds awesome. What about the John Sims, Master? master? Was... <sighs> well, <laughs> mm. 
silence has fallen. Yeah. Pragmatically, he's he's a he's a very in demand star right now. They yeah. may not. They may. He, he, I don't think he's going to make a commitment to being on this series. So, yeah. okay, let me let me pose yeah. this to you. Um, what about if uh, at the, you know, we don't know how M- Missy, um, you know, what what happens to her per se, but what if, um, you know, they are obviously doing something with Cybermen of all iterations, right? Yeah, looks so, like yeah, so. Yeah. So well, obviously, the, the, first uh, the last ones, anyway. um, maybe wherever they're at at this moment, when the uh, John Sims master may be left behind, may be hurt, may be left uh, wherever he's at, and then regenerates uh, into Missy, who then is with Cybermen, and mm-hmm. then finds this piece of Time Lord technology and then says, oh, welcome to heaven. Kind of, and then that's Missy leading into, um, you know, uh, Series 8 when we first see her. Yeah, so this is not uh, her her last story, but actually her first one. Correct. As <laughs> in the, you know, and then, that, and then we see John Simp, because, you know, that's one of the things that people have always used as an argument that she's not the master is, well, we've not seen her. uh, We've not seen the master regenerate into her. And you've got the perfect opportunity for the master to regenerate into her. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, I think we talked about this. This may be our first re uh, three regeneration episode, possibly. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. So, Ooh, uh, how about this? How about this for a theory? The doctor is wounded in his in this battle with the Cybermen, and he realizes that he's got his his uh, regeneration energy going. He could use it to restore Bill. Yeah, yeah. Because we've seen them pass regeneration energy on like that before. River Song did it, right? And he is going for her, and then somehow they get separated. And that's why the no. But oh, that's a good yeah. one. But can he can can that work on an ordinary human? Because when he did that to River, she was semi-ish time lord she? That's true. Maybe you can only pass it between time lords. Perhaps. Um, who knows? Who if you knows? can if you if you can yeah that's right. And we know that you can grow a whole ten point five doctor out of. The doctor's hand, <laughs> with, and Donna Noble, <laughs> and Donna, that's true. You can make make her into the doctor as well. We, we, all right. So, do we want to uh, give our <laughs> ratings on what we would say is this particular episode? Clarence, yeah, well, I have one, <laughs> one one quick question, and then we can do that. the The number at the bottom of the ship they kept uh, panning the camera up to the ceiling uh and the number was 1056 does that have any significance to you guys hmm. yeah i kept trying to read it as 1066 the year of the norman conquest but oh it's not it might it, have... that but that no it's it's 1056 it definitely is yeah hmm. I, I don't know if that's uh if that's random or if, or if that's supposed to we're supposed to say oh ooh, 1056 <laughs> no i didn't go ooh, yeah, 1056 right, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't know. The only reason I asked is they kept panning up to it. Mm-hmm. They did yeah, at least three times. Yeah. And it's mm. a cool effect anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hmm. Well, in the same vein, do you do you guys really not know why the episode is called World Enough in Time? No, I don't. Not I. It's, it's the advantages of my liberal arts degree, I suppose. <laughs> That's that's the opening line of To His Coy Mistress, uh, the, the poem by the 17th century poet Andrew Marvel. And now that I think about it, having seen the episode, that should have told us everything. Because it, <laughs> it is a beautiful love poem that I, I know the first four lines. <laughs> Had we but world enough and time, this coyness lady were no crime. We would sit down and think which way to walk and pass our long love's day. It's three long stanzas, and it's about... If if only time wasn't running away from us, we could spend eternity adoring each other. I could spend uh, 30,000 years just admiring each part of you. And it ends with, and I would save your heart for last. Oh, and, 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 and that ties right in. It's like you were just saying something nice. that's right but yeah so yeah so the poem could be seen as being a big big love letter from the doctor to bill but there's no time Mm. ah good so mr brown ratings oh man um yeah i i I think it's 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 not not a big thing to say we all love this episode i know i loved it (laughs) um Hands down, my favorite of the series and, you know, maybe my favorite of Capaldi's run. Um, the acting was excellent. The story was excellent. Um, the moment when Bill says, don't lay a finger on me and just the emotion and as yeah. well as the doctors when he discovers that it's Bill and he's pleading for at first he's pleading to, to you know, tell me where Bill is and. And man, just just those moments were some of the greatest of Capaldi's run. And yeah, um, yeah, man, I loved it. I get a four point eight, man. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. All right, Mr. Shackelford. Yeah, I'm gonna round it up to a solid five. I I don't understand why people don't go up to the top floor, as Clarence said. <laughs> but um, it, it it honestly hasn't bothered me. It's uh, you know I, I accept that there's a reason. <laughs> Um, so that would be the only quibble I could come up with, but, and and I did feel like I was sort of marking time in those last moments where the big revelation that this is the master was coming, but that's because it had been spoiled for me, but, um, yeah, pretending that it hadn't. Yeah. It's just, it's perfect. It's just an amazing hour of television. Yeah. So you guys know, and you've, you know, anybody listening has heard me talk and know, I like event episodes. I really like <laughs> event episodes. I like episodes where Lee can come back, you know, two years from now and say, now what was it again that Missy said when such and such and such and such as I can go, oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, this is one of those episodes where I can go, oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so since only, I can be with actual words. In yes. So since I can <laughs> blah, 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 that translates into actual words and those words are, I give it a five, uh, without a doubt. Perfect. Yeah. Loved it. Just can't wait. I just wish uh, this wasn't our finale this week. Yeah, man. Season flew by, didn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah. it did. It went by. Didn't, didn't we just do the pilot? Didn't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the next thing you know, we'll be talking about, oh, well, it's almost time for Christmas. Yeah. 
So, so guys, speaking of, of spoilers, you know, I just complained about trailers, but has any word gotten out? I do you even want to talk about who the next doctor might be? Uh, I've, I've, I found it funny when uh, Bill and the doctor were sitting on the bench, on, on the bench, excuse me. <laughs> Seems like he made it a, a point to say something about, I don't know if, 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 uh, the master was a girl or a guy, and yeah, or if and, I was, yeah, yeah, I, I found it really weird, and I'm, I was wondering <laughs> were they kind of trying to hint at something. I had the same thought and loved that conversation. Just loved it. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, but you're still called Time Lords. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and she uh, laughs. Yeah, good. I, I don't, I don't know who it's going to be until they say. Uh, you know, breaking news from the BBC, the new doctor is fill in the blank. Yeah. You know, um, I am as much as I love spoilers and uh, figuring out stuff. You know, if they show who he or she is on Saturday, I um, don't want to know because I accidentally, well, not accidentally read. I read a theory of 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 what might happen to uh, Missy, and it's not something that I'm I'm not even going to mention it because it's something I don't want to. I'll mention it to you after we finish recording because it's something that I would n- n- maybe not be a fan of. But mm. uh, having said that, I, I you know if they want to announce who the doctor is because I know with this day and age of technology, you know they're going to have to announce before it's on the air, but. You know, I, I just don't know. I mean, um, what do you guys think? No, I don't. I do not want to know. I I, <laughs> I, I, I want to know when the when the uh, the uh, uh, Artron energy effect has cleared away from his face. <laughs> That's what I want to know. You know. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Uh-huh. I'll uh, agree with that. I, That's how we got David Tennant, and I remember that. I thought That's how you do that. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, <laughs> So, interesting you said that. So, uh, Lee, would you like to let everybody know how they could get in touch with you? Um, probably the easiest way is to uh, push uh, the button called, that says contact on one of my many websites, but specifically the one relativitypodcast.com, the official home of the Relativity sci-fi serial, which is recording episodes 11 through 20, this Saturday. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! Yep. Awesome! <laughs> yep. Yep. Cool. Well, Mr. Uh, Brown, you have another uh, project that you're working on other than discussing who. So, where could they also find you? Yeah, that's going to be at the Tech Petition podcast, which is techpetition.com. Uh, we did some E3 coverage last week, and uh, we should have something else coming out pretty soon. But uh, also, I want to direct you guys to the uh, Discussing Who YouTube channel. And you can get to it by going to youtube.discussingwho.com. And we have a pretty interesting uh, interview with the Spidey team that we met at the Comic-Con. So that was real fun. Those guys are cool. So you definitely should get over there and check it out and, and go like their Facebook page. Those yes. guys are awesome. Very, yeah, very, very, very awesome cool Awesome is guys. the word. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, so Lee, have you seen it? Uh, yeah, yeah, and you're right. Well, I mean, I, I saw the picture that you had taken. I said, "Ooh, I hope they got a, an interview with them." Yeah, and you did, and we did, and we've actually got uh, an interview with several 
uh, other groups, and we'll mention them. We will save that till the uh, who not who land to wrap up to the Mississippi <laughs> Comic Con wrap up uh, episode. But um, in the meantime, uh, for everyone listening to us, thank you for spending your time. Uh, check us out on the, our website, and you can find us at discussingwho.com. So um, thank you. Thank you for listening. And with that, we will see you next time. I don't get a cat out of this one, are we? Cybermen are coming. Who I am. It's where I stand, where I stand. It's where I fall. I will never stand with the doctor. Without hope. Without witness. Without reward. Stand with me. Doctor Who, the series finale on BBC One. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audible trial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you. 